With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, the year, two years ago, we saw the greatest comeback, individual comeback in sports history when 43-year-old Tiger Woods won his fifth Masters by one shot. Um, well, what we're going to see now is the something even better. If he comes back from this, it will top even that performance. Uh Tiger's in trouble. He has a compound fracture, a couple of compound fractures in his leg, and a shattered ankle. We will talk about that, the accident, what uh, what happened then, yesterday, when he skidded off the road in Los Angeles, and what happens now with Tiger Woods, the most interesting, the most compelling athlete, the mentally toughest athlete we've ever seen. Also, um, Donald Trump will speak Sunday. At CPAC, we will preview it. Will he go scorched earth? Will he leave any, anyone left alive when he's done with that? We'll talk about that with Tom Shattuck and a whole lot more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colony, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Hey, look, Jim Gray is back on my TV. That's the uh, downside. That's one of the downsides. One of the, uh, the, the, the bad things about Tiger getting injured the way he did yesterday. Jim Gray is constantly on my he's on my tv more than dr fauci and he's so he loves himself and he loves and he thinks he's so in tight with all the superstars and i I could do without jim gray once again telling me he's known tiger since tiger was three years old and you know they're close friends and he remembers doing this and that with tiger and the biggest uh, jock sniffer of them all actually he has a book out, which is about his conversations with all the goats, with all the superstars, with Michael Jordan and Tiger <laughs> Woods and Tom Brady. I will say this. I think Tiger Woods is one of the most compelling, interesting uh, 
athletes. We know he's the greatest golfer. We know we know all the superlatives. But what makes him so compelling and uh, is that it's not all it's not all wonderful. It's not all you know masters titles and 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 championships and wins and and money and fame. It's there's there's real heartbreak. There's real disappointment. There's real pain. And here's when I look at Tiger, here's what I think. And because everything, as we know, revolves around Tom Brady. He's the anti Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a superstar, the best to ever do what he does. But it's not just, we don't just look at him and say, what a perfect life. You know, they both, they both had beautiful wives. Tom Brady obviously has a supermodel. I'd say uh, Elon was uh, not a supermodel, just a regular girl, a babysitter, a nanny. But she was pretty spectacular too. Tiger screwed that up. You know, Tiger had his uh, affairs. Um, Tiger has uh, had his run-ins with the law because he uh, uh, drove into a tree at one point. Then he then he then he passed out at the wheel at another point. You know, he's there's been unauthorized biographies, including a great one by our friend uh, Jeff Benedict. Couple of years ago, which I think they're basing the HBO, they based the HBO documentary on largely. There's, you know, he's like more human because he does stupid things like uh, he's, he's just like us. Yeah. Tom Brady doesn't do those things, as I've said many times. Tom Brady does everything right. Yeah, if, if, if that happened to Tom Brady, if that happened to Tom Brady yesterday, who does the New York Post call for? Like, like so, the New York Post called. The woman who basically broke up his marriage to get a quote yesterday, Rachel. What is it? You could tell, or you tell, yes, you could yeah. tell the one with the aviator. She wears aviator sunglasses and she looks great. Yes, but when she takes them off, this like her face is kind of out of line, out of whack. She needs to leave the aviators on. You know, like Joe Biden, leave the aviators on. People won't know that you're that you're in a fog. But who does uh, who who does the New York Post call? I guess they, they they do what they do with Brady is they talk about his first. Uh, his first relationship, Bridget Moynihan, how they broke up when she was pregnant. That's, I guess, I mean, I guess that's a, uh, a a flaw in his past, but he said he has a great relationship where there is a great relationship with his son. Nothing ever came of it. I mean, I guess they talk about deflate gate. I mean, when you think about scandals, Brady's worst scandal is he allegedly took air out of the football, which I don't think he did, but even if he did compare it to, other great scandals, drugs, you know, domestic violence, whatever. Um, Tiger is a tormented superstar, a, a, a flawed superstar. And by the way, a much, much uh, more gifted athlete, a guy who was on his way when he was two years old. I don't know if you guys heard this, but he was on Mike Douglas at the age <laughs> of two. I, 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 he was on Mike Douglas. I believe Bob Hope was on with him. That's what, and, 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 uh, according to Jim Gray, he couldn't talk yet, but he could swing, swing a golf ball. He couldn't put a sentence together, but he could swing a golf club. That's how uh, much of a prodigy he was Brady. I'm not sure if you're aware this was a six round draft pick. Tiger was the first round pick in any draft ever in the history of golf. The greatest golfer ever, 82 wins, 15 majors, just a great story. But you know what, you know, what's, it's not about most of those wins. It's about the last one when he came back at the age of 43 after four back surgeries, I believe in four knee surgeries and won the masters against all odds. That's a guy defying the odds. And, and, and to me, 
giving us the greatest comeback in sports. I've never seen a better comeback story than Tiger winning the Masters at 43. And anyone who says, and Shattuck, if you say this, I'm coming through the screen, mm -hmm. anyone says, it's just golf. You know, it's just golf. It's not just golf. It's human drama. It's it's like what you what it's why we watch, you know, to see a guy perform under pressure against the odds. That's what we saw with Tiger. That's what why it was so great. Well, I would also say, Jerry, that um, if you cut them at age thirty, compare Tiger at age thirty to Tom Brady at age thirty. Tiger led the more immaculate life, both professionally and personally. As far as we knew, it was a guy who was tight with his father, a guy who was in, in obviously an incredible golfer and family man. He was perfect. He was so perfect. You remember, he was everybody's. I, I don't know if you call it immaculate. I mean, a little. You know, well, he was an a-hole to maybe to other golfers and caddies and, and whatever, and he was a hothead. But he was no. There was no moral flaw there. You know, Brady did. Brady's the legend of Brady is built on you know the tuck rule game, which a lot of people feel he was complicit in a fix. And like you said, <laughs> and a lot of people said, I am. A lot of people said, uh, you know, like Dave just said, Tara Reid. Brady was hanging out with some sketchy people, and that was a mistake that he averted, thankfully, in the end. Um, yeah, Tiger would never hang just, out with any just, Well, no, but... It's just spewing out your celebrity, you know... No, but... That's happening, yeah. But well, I mean, there are other celebrities available, but but, <laughs> but uh, until he was 30, and now this new Tiger is just, since then, is a madman. I mean, he is up with... Uh, although all the sex seems to be consensual... Uh, he didn't deny too many uh, takers. What, what 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 year are you talking about? He's 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 since that, the last that, decade. That part, he, you know, early on, he lived the lie. He told us that he liked to stay home and watch movies and eat popcorn with his wife, his right. kids, and his dog. He, you know, they literally on you know put out a, a statement and said, uh, you know, "This is us at home, boring home life." In the middle of that. He was chasing, you know, hookers and, and, and strippers around Vegas. You know, he was banging Perkins waitresses in the parking lot and then taking his wife to breakfast and the waitress waits on him. I mean, he was living a wild life, cheating on her, cheating on his wife and kids. And and when when it all came out, it was like, you know, it, the dam broke. We found out there were dozens of women and affairs and just it became to me. Obviously, we found out he was living a lie, and it was a different guy. But what he did on the course was even more amazing because the guy literally he wasn't sleeping. You know, he was trying. He was just banging. You know, women yeah. left and right. You know, drinking and who knows what else, painkillers, and going out and winning golf tournaments. The, he, he became. How bad is everybody else at golf? If he can just be up all night, you know, it, it wasn't alcohol, right? In the in the in the crash, it was prescription drugs. But he can just be doing his thing and then go out there and be the best golfer in the world, and everyone else just pales in comparison. And I, I think it became part of his in his mind. I can do this. I can do it all. I can have it all. I can live this life. I can have the wife and the kids and take pictures with them, and then I could chase you know, the escorts around Vegas and hang out with, uh, you know, uh, Barkley and, and Jordan and play, you know, play whatever, play poker, then take her up to my room and stay up all night, get up and tee up at 7 a.m. He's always been this notorious uh, uh, insomniac who doesn't sleep and uh, except at the wheel. That's the only time you ever get any, <laughs> any, any sleep. But he's a much more in his, you know, in his no offense to Tom Brady or any other athlete, 
but he's a much more interesting human character. And I'll say this, there was a, here, here's how it works for, uh, for, for Tiger in my mind. Early on, you kind of root for him because he's young and he's, you know, he's new and he's brash and he hits it a mile and, you know, the older guys probably resented him and he's out there at the mm -hmm. age of, you know, 21 winning tournaments, winning the masters and you're, and he's great for the game. He's great TV. But then he goes through a phase, at least for me, where you root against him because he's arrogant. And obviously, we find out about his scandals, and he won so much. It's enough. Let someone else win. And you you hear about his family. His parents are awful people. I know they get credit for raising this great competitor, especially Earl. But they're just terrible people, as we learned in Jeff Benedict's book. They don't tip. They don't treat people right. So you go through this phase of rooting against them. Then That's he, a lie. You never rooted against Tiger. That's bullshit. Me? Yeah, you what never. Are you talking about? You're, I mean, I'm just, I'm not like you specifically. I, he is oh, so good. Oh, there's no question. There's no question. When people find out what kind of guy he was, they rooted against him hard, especially when it was like one-on-one. -on -one. You're telling me in the U.S. Open, one-on-one -on -one with Rocco Mediate, you're rooting for Tiger? Not yes. a chance. Yes. Not he, a he, chance. He is the most I mean, fun can, to watch. He has a flair for the dramatic. It's, you, it, uh, yeah, you know it's, what else he has a flair for? Is 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 losing when he's heavily favored. I shouldn't say he's a flair for it. You know what else is fun? I don't know what you're talking about, Dave. I, I'm just telling you what I did. I rooted for him, then I rooted against him. Then he made the greatest comeback in sports history, and I rooted for him again, and I'll tell you why. is because he was a jerk. He treated people poorly. He got arrested. You know, he got, he got caught, and he paid a price. It wasn't one of these athletes who didn't pay a price. And I'm not talking about going, he went to sex rehab where the tabloids took pictures from like down the street and you could see him like in group therapy or, you know, out hanging out, drinking coffee where all the uh, other broken people are smoking cigarettes out in the yard. They had pictures of that. This man had to go into therapy with losers sit there and say, yeah, I'm uh, Tiger Woods and I'm addicted to sex. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, but that makes sense. I mean, the, the amount of you know work, first responder work you have to do on that guy's reputation, especially when the voicemails came out, which belied anything that, you know, pointed to him being a noble and good human being. Those were bad news. That showed him as like garden variety dirtbag. And so, like, he, to, no wonder, like, Oleg Cassini and all these other people said, we're freaking out of here, Tiger. I mean... He really went from a guy with a halo over his head to really a dirtbag. And talk about wine moms and how they're, you know, they're off put by Donald Trump. Tiger, to them, with having two little kids at the time, was the biggest frigging dirtbag in the world. I'm surprised yeah. that, that yeah. wives let husbands watch golf anymore. And and I, I don't know about Cullinane, but I rooted against him and a lot of people did because he was exposed as a real jerk. But... I, I say this all the time when you get in trouble as an athlete. I, just, it, it, I, I will give you credit if you pay your price, if you serve your sentence. I always said that about Michael Vick. He did awful, awful things, just inhumane things, killed dogs and for sport. And, and then, but he did two years almost. I think he did 19 months in federal prison. He paid a price for that. And when he came back, I'm like, okay, you can, you know, you can hate him if you want. But what more do you want? He did two years in federal prison. There are punks and, and, and domestic abusers and druggies all over sports who pay no price ever, pay no 
there's no cost for what they've done. Tiger was humiliated before the world, not just the tabloids, but everybody knew that he was a he was a liar and a fraud and a cheater and a you know philanderer and a just a, a, a and and there's a reason so many of his um, <clears throat> mistresses girlfriends went public. You know, you talk about uh, Rachel Yucatel. There was a, a few of them that went public. You know why? Because mm-hmm. he treated them like crap. He didn't, you know, he didn't treat the little people right. He didn't tip well. He didn't. No. And I'm not just talking about the Perkins waitress. I'm talking about all the waitresses. So they couldn't wait to tell their story, sell their story. So it came back to bite him. And I really think he was humiliated before the world. There was a member there was a banner. One of the first tournaments back, a plane carried a banner because he said he um, was uh, going back to his Buddhist monks. I'm Buddhist monks. Buddhist roots like he was going to live like a right. and and the plane said something like tiger loves booty bootyism <laughs> <laughs> i mean while he's playing this is flying overboard people are snickering left and right and what we got to see was this single tough mentally toughest athlete i've ever seen in any sport have to have to take it to another level because he had to live and and fight and play through that which would have ruined most of us normal human beings, but again, his mind for overcoming adversity yes. unmatched. But I mean, also the way he overcame adversity, Jerry, and this is more, I know you're more into the tabloid stuff, but I'm more of an X's and O's guys when it comes to golf, <laughs> right. is the fact that he did it at least twice by changing his swing, which for a golfer is a pretty damn incredible thing to do. For anything is a pretty damn incredible thing. Why don't to you do. break down the swing change for me? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll go point back to point back to pre Walt Reniac Dwight Evans, Jerry. Remember, he had a healthy, good swing. Reniac had them extending like a mosquito, and and Dewey was never the same. Right. But yes, what Tiger's swing was a was a lateral approach beginning his career, which was uh, more organic, and he changed it up after an injury. And uh, had to yeah, when, he, when he got rid of Butch Harmon, you know, he had to it's, learn a lot of new things and all that good stuff. You're right, Chad. Yes, but taste. Butch Hobson actually played with Dwight Evans, as a matter of fact, <laughs> in the heyday of the Red But he Sox. became, in all honesty, he became, in the last few years, he's been a bore, right? I mean, it's been fun to watch him golf, like I said, the entire time. Well, I'll tell you what. This is the question of the day and the week and the month and everything else. Is uh, and, and I love when people say, who cares if he's going to play again? This is a human being we're talking about. It's a human being who's the greatest golfer ever and one of the most compelling, interesting athletes ever. If you if you tell me you don't care about the golf aspect of this, of whether he can play golf, you're lying. I mean, you're lying. I don't think it's going to hurt Tiger's feelings or his wife or his girlfriend. And by the way, he's got the girlfriend now that looks like, you know, legit because she's not, she's not quite in, you know, Elon Nordegren's class or some of the you know the the she's she's one of us where she's more relatable yeah she's a normal person so i think there's really something there between the two of them erica herman her name is i believe and she's about four feet tall maybe it's mother thing because his mother was about four feet tall too maybe he just you know feels comfortable with her and god bless him you know she knows what he did everyone knows what his kids know what he did and they've gotten past it maybe maybe we all should but the, the, the idea that we're not supposed to talk about golf because he's still in the hospital, he's still in surgery, we don't know. I'm sorry, it's it's a natural reaction. He's not dead. It's a natural reaction to say, can he come back from this? Now, we're reading the latest this morning. It's a compound fracture. 
in his right leg. It's a shattered, and this is the turn from the LA Times, which has had the best, uh, I, I guess, com comprehensive coverage of this. The LA Times says a shattered ankle. Now, I'm not sure if that's a medical term, a shattered ankle, but I'm just going to say coming back from a shattered ankle and a compound fracture at the age of 45. In fact, one medical source, I love all these doctors talking about this now, said that it's worse than what Alex Smith, the yeah. uh, Redskins quarterback, who had 17 surgeries. It's two worse. Years, in two years of recovery. Right, right. Everybody I mean, in L.A. leaks. The, all the cops, all the medical people, everybody wants to be a star in L.A. That's but, yeah, he's, he's got a metal rod now instead of a femur tiger, in, which is uh, – Sounds like that. I mean, that's got to be it. Obviously, I, I mean, don't you have to take a physical to join the PGA? Don't you? <laughs> no. I mean, you have to pass a drug test, but uh, I don't think you have to take a physical. By the way, if you did, they would pass him. He's Tiger Woods. The old, I guess it's not a real interesting question. Will he compete on the senior tour, the champions tour when he's 50? That's five years away. He might be. And, and by the way, they'll let you use a cart, you know. They'll, you know, John Daly plays in it, and he gets mm. to drive a cart because he needs the place to put all his Diet Cokes and his cigarettes. Uh, he was on last night with with Hannity. Did you see John Daly? He's, <laughs> he's got a beard, a white beard down to here. He looks like Santa, and he and he was great. He just said, you know, I'm not like Tiger. I just play for the fun of it. I don't, you know. And and uh, of course, Jim Gray was on the same show, but uh, Tiger. And, and I know that's not what people want to know. Will he compete on the senior tour in five years? It's like, yeah, probably. But what about before that? He was talking Sunday with uh, Jim Nance during the Genesis about playing in the Masters, which is you know a little more than a month away. And he was hoping to be ready for the Masters. He wasn't swinging a club. He was doing some stupid TV show with David Wade. I mean, David Wade. <laughs> with Dwayne Wade and David Spade. Yep. Maybe David Wade was there too. But And... Uh, and Jada Pinkett Smith, and they were, I guess it's supposed to be some funny show where he teaches them how to golf or something. Yeah, golf. What, what's it? It's the app, like Golf TV yeah. or something like that. He, yeah. he, owns, he has equity in it. Yep. Yeah. So he, and then today or yesterday, he was going to the course to teach or coach or whatever, give lessons to uh, Justin Herbert and, and Drew Brees. And he was running late. Today, the big scoop from uh, the Daily Mail and others is that he was uh, agitated because someone was in his way when he pulled out of the hotel, the resort he was staying in, and it was <laughs> 7.05, and he was supposed to be there, I don't know, 7.30, and he drove out too fast. We all, we all, you know, believe that. But um, maybe I'm naive. I don't think someone who crashes at 7.12 a.m. is drunk. I don't think he, I, you know, was he on some kind of painkiller? That could be. But I don't generally, you hear 7, 12 a.m. by himself. I'm not thinking, you know, he's wasted. Maybe. No, maybe but we'll, I mean, we'll play the clip that we were talking about before the air, before era from CNN. But like, is it that crazy to have those thoughts running through your head? Now, whether if you're a journalist, should you be implying things like that? I mean, we do a talk show. We do an opinion-based show. Right. What was the first thing that ran through your head? One, I thought the worst for his health, like the absolute worst. And two, I thought foul play of some sort. That's just what ran through my brain. Well, there was, he did an interview with Jim Nance on Sunday. Did you guys see it? Cause he didn't look great. He looked yeah. puffy. He looked tired. And there were people yep. no, no other, uh, none other than OJ Simpson, that expert on, you know, human condition said he was watching with his daughter, OJ. And my first question is always your daughter. So your daughter who knows you killed her mother is watching a golf tournament with you. 
anyway, uh, OJ <laughs> says he didn't look good. And he thought he's on painkillers because he had a fifth back surgery in a month of January, I believe, or December, he fairly recently had his fifth back surgery. And perhaps he's still on some kind of painkillers. My daughter was in the kitchen uh, and she said, Dad, Tiger doesn't look good. Uh, I said, well, he may be on some medication because uh, he just had another back surgery. And, uh, you know, I at one point had a little sciatic problem. And trust me, I was living on pain medication. It looked like he wasn't feeling great, tired, whatever, hungover. I don't know what, but he talked and he was cooperative with uh, Jim Nance. He just didn't look great. So maybe there's some kind of prescription drug, but I don't think guys are drunk at 7, 12 a.m. It matters I mean, what phase he's in of partying. I mean, is he like Artie Lang, you know, phase no. of partying where he's up all night? Is he out all night? Is he, I mean, parts of Vegas are open. Certainly Florida's open. He can fly to whatever, wherever's open. Hey, uh, you think a guy's drunk at 7, 12 a.m.? A guy who's functioning. If he's just way, getting in at 6. Okay, he's doing TV shows. He's doing uh, rehab, talking about his rehab for his back. So he's not you know, living in a box under a bridge. He's actually functioning as an adult. So you think, and he's heading to the golf tournament to film this TV show with, uh, with Drew Brees. You think that guy is legally drunk? I have no idea if he was. I think it's possible. I'm if just he's asking your initial reaction. If he's a no. guy who likes to party and likes to be out there and likes beautiful women in a good time, and he's got these faults, so he's always chasing some kind of thrill, then he wouldn't be the first person who was shattered shattered all night and still feeling it in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I thought negative thoughts because of his back surgeries, because of the past with pills. The The other aspect of him lately has just been he's completely, to your point, Jerry, earlier, he's changed his brand where now golf is, first of all, a young man's sport, it mm -hmm. seems. And he's a mentor to a lot of these guys now. Right. In his early career, it was like 100% competition, you know, and then right. he'd go And he was up. arrogant. It's yeah. a good point. He changed not just his image for the viewer, the fan like us, but it, to a man. The yeah. guys on the tour, the guys in the media around him, they all talk about what a great guy he is. That wasn't the case 10, mm. 15 years ago. Honestly, my favorite part of watching golf now, it's not even its not even the 18th hole to see who wins. It's its after when they walk to the clubhouse and see the other players waiting for each right, other. And when Tiger Woods is in the mix, and if he wins, the young guys are there waiting for him. You know, it hurts to... See one of your, I mean, now my closest friends, um, you know, getting in an accident. And man, I just hope he's all right. And he was an assistant captain, I believe, in the Ryder Cup. He was the captain of the President's Cup, and they love playing for him. And they love, obviously, they think they can learn a lot from him. But his reputation is complete 180. I mean, he is a really, really well respected, well liked guy. And they're all tweeting about how they're rooting for him. And they're, and they were all, be hoping he comes back and not just because he increases the the prize money and the ratings when he plays, but just they seem to like him. But I didn't, when I heard, I didn't think he was drunk. Of course, when we saw his drunk test, when he got busted in Jupiter, Florida, uh, four years ago, I believe it was, we got to see the video, the, the dash cam, and he's slurring, he's stumbling, mm -hmm. and you're like, and he says, have you had anything to drink and he says no and i'm going obviously he's lying he's wasted right. he was coming from the bar that he owns which is called the woods i believe so you're thinking he's lying to the cop he's going to do a blood test or a drunk test and he's going to be drunker than johnny damon who by the way was as drunk as you get
at eight, and I believe that was eight in the morning to make your case, Shattuck. Yes, Johnny Damon. How much we I, love his wife, by the way. Isn't that oh, you guys, perfect? You watch it. You don't watch enough reality TV, fellas. But he was on a reality television show and on on a boat with his wife, and they, I mean, he likes to party. Does he like to party? Oh, but she's perfect too. Yeah, Both big nice. Trump fans. She's that's, she's almost the enabler. He's the he's the sane one. She's yeah, it's crazy. That's, that's all well and good when you're thirty and you're playing and you're you know winning World Series, but. When you're you know retired and you get that long messy hair, yeah. he looks like he's you know, as I said, I'm taking him in the pool of most you know athlete most likely to die broke. He's made 110 million. He's got eight kids, and he's blowing a point three whatever it was three two at, at eight in the morning and and driving. So I question Johnny's judgment. Read you want to read a book by a really dumb guy read his biography he writes oh and he literally spells words wrong and talks about you know how much fun he had with his wife throwing water balloons at people in the you know out of the out of the ritz in downtown boston they would get wasted and throw water balloons on people's heads from like the 20th floor i mean he's just a child but anyway back he's done he's you know he's he's not smart enough to be a TV guy or, or a manager. Hang on, hold that thought. I got to talk about our new sponsor, GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. As we all know, uniformed professionals sign up to serve causes greater than themselves. If you've ever served in the military, law enforcement, firefighting, or frontline medical communities, you are eligible for free membership in GovX.com, the greatest online shopping site for Americans of service like you. Your job demands a lot from you, from deployments to long shifts and the dangerous situations most people don't have the courage to face. There's a reason why GovX believes service-minded patriots like you deserve special recognition. GovX.com delivers the deals on all the gear you need for your on- and off-duty life. Register at GovX for instant access to discounts on epic brands like Oakley, Yeti, Garmin, Vortex Optics, Benchmade, Danner, and more. The site was built exclusively for the men and women who serve our country and communities. That's why every month GovX supports nonprofits serving the military, first responder, or law enforcement communities. We don't just thank you for your service. We honor it. Signing up is fast and easy and totally free. Become a member today and use code Callahan for $15 off your first order of $50 or more. GovX.com. Savings for those who serve. Back to Tiger and um, um, his arrest a few, few years ago. He says, I haven't had anything to drink. And, and you laugh. You go, of course he has. He, he does a breathalyzer. 0.0. Hasn't had a drop. He was on five different prescription drugs, including a couple of pretty powerful um, painkillers. And that you say that you do that, you get some slack. I mean, there is some understanding because he's been through so much. He's had so many surgeries. Of course, he's passed out behind a wheel, doesn't know where he's going. So he has to, you know, pay his debt to society. I figure it was uh, whatever unusual, you know, lost his license, paid a fine. Uh, uh, jacked up the insurance, whatever the usual stuff, because he was clearly driving impaired, even and he was barefoot, by the way. Um, so I'm thinking, is he still taking those painkillers? Is he addicted still? Even though I believe he had to go to rehab for that too, because uh, he did something seven twelve in the morning. Well, you hear all the cops, and then you hear people from that area trace uh, uh, trace uh, Gallagher the. Oh, yeah. uh, the breaking news guy from Fox lives right there. And he's saying it's a nasty turn to left and right. But you know, what's amazing is 
it's 7, 12 a.m. on a work day, even though it's shut down, even though it's California lockdown, and they, he didn't hit anybody else. He went across the median and then across the other side of the highway, the other side of the road, and then into the woods. They predicted he traveled 500 feet and A, didn't die, or B, didn't kill anyone else in in L.A. at rush hour. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing. You, you, you wonder... And I know I've seen on Twitter everybody's mad at people even asking this question. But why is this a guy who drives himself around? Why is know, he? They say this? he always wants to, and plus he's it, from there, so he probably feels like he knows the roads, and he gets a free car. Uh, I you was know, thinking, probably, like, uh, there's a lot of big. Uh, let's assume that I'm right, and that he's he's enjoying a lifestyle. There's a lot of big partiers who know not to to drive themselves. And like I was just thinking back to even to the through near the end of his life, Ted Kennedy didn't drive himself. But then again, when he was younger, he obviously did drive himself at least on one, on one occasion. Yeah, that was a decision he made a little too late in life, I would say, Shadow. <laughs> yes, it's a good uh, maybe, point. I'm going to guess if Tiger goes out in Vegas or goes out in L.A., he doesn't drive. Uh, and if he's drinking or drugging, he doesn't drive. But at 7 in the morning, he's going to the golf course with his golf clothes and his golf clubs, and he's going to go not play. Again, he's still rehabbing his back, but hang out with Dwayne Wade. I mean, uh, Dubreeze hit some balls, maybe, you know, putts. So I'm going to guess he thinks he can handle that okay. And he was only, what did they say, four miles, five miles from the course? Yep. yep. So he probably thought, this time I can handle it. But he was clearly speeding. They didn't want to say it. But the police chief, that Villanueva, uh, he was saying, you know, he was probably going a little too fast in that spot. People tend to speed. And they, and they talked to the neighbors. The LA Times talked to all the neighbors. They said a lot of people speed through here. So I'm going to guess... Speed was a factor, but two things. He never hit the bra- uh, the brakes. There's no skid mark. Yeah. So is he reaching for his phone? Is he whatever? Is he t- texting? I mean, what happens? No, it's, it's way too long. Wait, he went way too far in erratically. And you're right. It is a miracle that he didn't crash. But I, mean, I don't know. Like, I've never been on painkillers even. I don't even know what that's like. To, or, or what that does. I know a lot be, of it can be a pleasant experience. Yeah. You know, you just if you kick back and watch TV. What I can't imagine is doing painkillers and go in the morning and then going to play golf and teach they do TV shows. And I mean, when I've had surgery, I've said, "Oh, good. I I always take them with a, a beer because the bottle says not to." Yeah, yeah. It says if you take them with alcohol, it intensifies the effect. So I'm like, "Where's the alcohol? Let's go." And <laughs> But you don't drive. You don't do anything. If you, I would also imagine if he's in an, is he, if he's still in enough pain with his back that he needs the painkillers, that he's not golfing at the extent he's golfing, even with celebrities of all people. Unless he wasn't golfing that much and he was just directing them, right? Like I don't know how much golf he's been doing. Yeah, I don't think he's golfing. I think he's probably taking a few swings or putting yeah. and, and and laughing with the celebrities like David Wade, <laughs> like <laughs> David Spade. Um, but um, maybe he, maybe you know, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, whatever happened to him anyway, Rush Limbaugh, he was really into the, he was hooked to painkillers. Yeah. And he read about it. He was doing like 30 a day. I mean, he was popping them like Skittles because he built up the uh, intolerance and maybe Tiger had reached that point where he just lived on painkillers because he was in pain. Who knows? Maybe we don't even find out, um, but he's, he's lucky to be alive. Cause your second question is he buckled up? Cause he's running late, jumping in the car. Did he buckle up? Yes. He'd be dead if he didn't, according to uh, cops or the firemen that, that one fireman who did the press conference, 
he would be he'd be he's 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 definitely messed up but it could have been much much worse when you consider how fast he was going how far the car traveled how many times it flipped and the fact that he was he was buckled up and by the way no one else involved didn't hit another car or a pedestrian pedestrian or have a passenger in his car so I don't know why you're acting like all of this is a certainty because I was, I don't know. Part of me thinks it's a little bit of a hoax. I don't know. Part of me is saying this is maybe there's a little bit to this. I don't know. Are you buying into that KFC? No, I'm not. I'm not. KFC, no. which I didn't understand. You'll have to explain that hoax to me. We were talking about celebrity hoaxes that if celebrities break their legs, it's, it's, it's you, yeah, you made a good point. I mean, you literally see everything and you've never heard of these hoaxes. I've never heard of these hoaxes of broken legs with football players. He, he, he put a couple pictures of tweets out there, but it's not, it's not a common hoax thing that's out there that people know. So KFC just randomly stepped on it and he just, he took his I, shoe. I, I don't think Tiger was drunk. I have my questions about KFC. That was a bizarre, yeah. Yeah. A bizarre take. Um, but the question Isn't it interesting how much it, it, crap he's going to take no matter what this is going to be seen you know even though he only hurt himself you know caitlin jenner killed somebody whoa, whoa whoa come on come on and it happens to everybody you know <laughs> it, it was just a little car accident no let's get it straight the time caitlin jenner got an award from espn <laughs> didn't right chad get the timeline straight she killed someone in a traffic accident probably the same neighborhood and I forget how many months later it was in July. I think she killed someone in August or September in less than a year later, um, ESPN, the wokest of the woke brigades gave Caitlyn Jenner a award for courage. <laughs> she killed someone and she got an award for courage and God forbid you criticize that decision. Mm -hmm. And I did, and they will come after you. She's a hero. I mean, she, I don't know what she did. Did she pay for the funeral or whatever? But when, you know, she killed someone and was a, Tiger didn't do that. He's not going to take, I'm telling you, one thing I've learned, I've seen is everybody's rooting for the guy now. He made the most amazing turnaround in every way, on the course, off the course, in his life. When he played in that father-son thing with his son, everybody was rooting for Tiger and Charlie, even though we know there were a few years there where he was a terrible father. And again, if you read the book, the biography, the unauthorized biography by uh, Jeff Benedict, our friend Jeff Benedict, it's excellent. And you come away from it, come away from the, the, the whole story saying he was a jerk for a while, long time. But I understand why he was raised by two jerks. His parents were mean. They were driven. They were not nice people. And it rubbed off on him. And they did it by design. They wanted a killer. You know, they wanted a guy with, with killer instinct that would just beat your brains in and not think twice about it. And that's what they got. It took him years to, to realize that he was not a great human being, and he changed. At least it seems to, to me he changed. So everyone's rooting for him. He already has the greatest comeback. And I'll give this to, to, to Jim Gray. Everyone knows on the course, Tiger winning the Masters at 43 after five uh, four back surgeries, four knee surgeries, and the ultimate you know scandal in his personal life. That was the greatest comeback in sports history by an individual. And Jim Gray says, by a team, it's the Patriots against the Falcons. So the <laughs> Patriots 28-3 is the greatest single game comeback. But Tiger winning the Masters is the greatest individual comeback in sports. And the only thing that could top it is if he comes back from this and does anything. If he comes back from this and wins the, you know, the greater Hartford, whatever it's called, that would be 
just mind-boggling. Yeah, but Tiger in that Patriots team both have a black mark in their legacy, and uh, it was the 45th president of the United States. And I've seen a whole hell of a lot of criticism on social media showing Tiger get the medal from Trump. Yes, that's it. It is amazing if you if you when we've talked certainly about Trump derangement syndrome, but what here's how it works. If you ever came had a brush with with Trump, if you ever said hello to Trump and you didn't spit in his face, if you ever said something that wasn't completely derogatory about Trump, if you ever said, you know, Trump, you know, wasn't a bad guy, you're marked for life. You're you're the devil. And I, I love you have this Robbie Starbuck uh, tweet. He compiled the tweets from people, some prominent, who just say, "Good. I hope. To, I wish Tiger died because he didn't denounce Trump. He accepted the Medal of Freedom from Trump, and he didn't denounce him. He doesn't hate him. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. That's why you get such such venom, such hate, such poison from all these Trump derangement." syndrome inflicted insane people um cnn do we have the cnn guy who immediately i mean i think this was you know an hour after the story broke start mentioning you know drugs was he on drugs uh what are your thoughts right now i mean brianna uh you know stunned i, I guess but uh, not entirely surprised by you know what what we're seeing here you know tiger back in 2017 was uh, found by police, pulled over the side of the road, you know, asleep in his car. You know, he, he had said he had taken a lot of painkillers at that time because we all know Tiger's undergone a lot of surgeries over the years and, and painkillers have become a part of his life. That was just, that's <laughs> right like, when it's all breaking. That yeah. story broke, I believe that that's less than two hours after the, 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 after the story broke. And the guy's saying, yeah, it takes a lot of painkillers, which, you know, uh, fine, we mentioned that too. We asked that too, but I don't think CNN does that. If he didn't, if he, I, I don't want to say he's befriended Trump. He didn't. I mean, he used to be friends with Trump, like all golfers, but he accepted the Medal of Freedom. He didn't spit on it. We are in the presence of a true legend, an extraordinary athlete who has transformed golf and achieved new levels of dominance. He's also a great person. And they hate him for it. Well, yes, but there's those same people and same anchors and analysts on CNN were happy to call uh, Caitlyn Jenner's son-in-law, Kanye West, <laughs> also somehow related to the story, um, crazy. Remember when Kanye would do stuff, his antics? He's crazy. He's mentally unstable. Kanye's yeah. lost it. He's insane. These analysts, they're happy to. You know, Tiger, yes, absolutely, he was taking drugs, and Kanye's uh, crazy, and no, they're happy to. I mean, but, you know, it's it's got to be encouraged. You assume the CNN producer said, you're going to bring something, right? You're going to bring it. And so the guy brought and, it. And, and now they're hoping that they, you know, he tests. And I guess they take his blood, obviously. And, uh, I mean, if he, if he's on drugs, does that come out? I mean, it didn't come out. It hasn't come out yet. But does that come out? There's no dash cam this time. They had to go into the woods to get him. He was conscious, laying there behind the wheel with a compound fracture and a shattered ankle. That must have been pretty mm -hmm. difficult and, and pulled him out of there without the jaws of life. That was erroneous, but they pulled him out of there, took him to the hospital. He was saying, you know, call my agent and tell him to get my stuff. <laughs> so he was conscious, if not, you know, in a, in a, you know, in a daze, but he was conscious and as far as we know, he's undergone successful surgery. He's going to get rods and mm -hmm. pins and everything else put in there. And the rehab will be 
endless. I mean, the rehab will be years like Alex Smith. You know, it's interesting. I didn't know that they, that that was apocryphal about the jaws of life because the AP story yesterday, and as part of my, my job, I was looking at the headline that AP had, and it said Tiger Woods was cut out of the accident. I thought, what an odd way to put it, but they're trying to tell us that they use the jaws of life. That is crazy how freaking irresponsible media has been already with this stuff. Saying the jaws of life when there was never, and that's a huge thing. That's the thing that tells you, that we were on a budget call for my newspaper yesterday, and when we saw Jaws of Life, we're like, oh, crap. You know, hold some space for the paper in case this guy's dead by the end of the night. Uh, I, man, it's just... How many um, how many people could get in an accident, get hurt like this, you know, serious but stable, and stop the world from spinning? I mean, every channel, not just uh, you know, ESPN and Fox and CNN, but every channel stopped... And we had the helicopter. I mean, they had a helicopter follow the tow truck that took the crash, <clears throat> took the total the uh, Genesis SUV, put it on the flatbed, and took it to the junkyard. And the helicopter followed it the whole way down the highway. Yeah, those traffic reporters are not really traffic reporters in in LA. Yeah, no, I thought I thought I thought it was going to get worse. I didn't. I thought that. It just felt like with the Kobe thing that, you know, like Kobe's in a helicopter accident and it's only a matter of time before we find out something terrible. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely thought so. And even when Brady was in an accident on Beacon Street, you know, 10 years ago, whenever that was, and his car was pretty banged up, I don't remember talking, ever. He was talking to me when he did it, when he when he got in the accident. But Is that true? Real, yeah, yeah. So you caused that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he was supposed to call. I mean, he used to call us on the way from the back bay from his condo to Foxborough on Monday morning. That's when he did the in, the interview. And I forget. I think he got in the accident and hung up, or he called us after the accident. But we got a first uh, first hand account uh, of that. But I mean, did did you think he was drunk too, Shannon? At seven a.m. on a Monday morning? <laughs> no. Although Kinnison died in a car accident, didn't he? Kinnison died in that car accident in Southern California, I believe. Yes, and I believe he was sober too, but uh, don't quote me on that. Um, I believe, uh, I forget the details. The, it wasn't his fault. I believe Kinnison was. Yes. Uh, Actually, was, the guy might have been drunk, as a matter the of fact. Yeah, there was like a truck driver. I, yes. I don't, I don't know. You can't spring me, spring these things on me. But Billy uh, Martin? Billy Martin got in an accident, I think. Uh, he was definitely drunk. He was definitely <laughs> But those those are the days where you just said, yeah, well, that's the way, you know, that's Billy Martin dying drunk in a crash is uh, is dying of natural causes. That's yeah. that's how you expected Billy Martin to go. And that's how he went. Now I expect Johnny Damon to go that way, too. Sad as it is. He seemed like a, a nice guy when I dealt with him. Not the brightest, but a nice guy who just enjoys life. And apparently he uh, he and his wife both he and his wife both uh, enjoy life a little too much. They're out wasted at you know whatever time he got pulled over at six seven in the morning while their eight kids are home with the nanny or home with the babysitter and she know. tries to attack the cop which is she attacks the cop yep you um, know good relationships you do things together jerry would your wife do that for you my I wife would attack so. me she'd be smacking me going you idiot you're driving you know this drunk i mean she's attacking the cop when her husband blows a point what was it? A point three two? Or it was it's crazy. Yeah, he's four times the legal limit, um, and and he's driving a big SUV and he's wasted, and she's blaming the cop. I'm sorry. That's I got married, so I would have a designated driver. I didn't. You know, that's, that's you who know. is this? Move on. Well, didn't he get? 
get an accident too, leaving yes, the center. Yes, he did on one twenty-eight uh, move on, uh, and I think uh, I think he got out of that too. By the way, yeah, we should do our favorite highlights of uh, drunk drivers. But good luck to Tiger. It's going to be great to watch him play again. It's going to be one. Of, I mean, no one. There's nothing better than a good comeback story. There's nothing in Tom Brady's you know twenty-year career, amazing career, seven-year Super Bowls. The most memorable thing is 28 to three. You mentioned the tuck rule. That's memorable. There's lots of things. This most recent winning in Tampa, but when he's dead and buried or when he's old and gray, 28 to three is going to be the most memorable thing he did. It's not one thing. It's just the, the comeback. We love comebacks and we love Tiger's last comeback. Yeah. And we'll be watching to see if he does this comeback. Can I just be the cynic here? I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he'll be yeah. able to. I think he was asking a lot to begin with. He'd coming back from his fifth back surgery. Now he's going to need like 10 or 12 leg surgeries, ankle surgeries. And at the same time, he's going to be getting old. So when he actually tees it up again for real, he's going to be like 47, 48, 49, even at healthy. It's hard to compete against the likes of, you know, Dustin Johnson and, and then Brooks Kepka when you're that old and, and all these other young guys, these tiger this tiger generation is going to be coming along. It's probably not going to happen, but it'll be fun to watch and see. No, but you, you want to, obviously you want him around the game. We saw with that tournament over the summer with his son, like that was fantastic to watch. His son is clearly going to be a stud, you know, in the game. So you want him around her and that it, to me, it was like, my first thought was, uh, I hope he's not confined to a wheelchair the rest of his life. So we don't, we just got to let it play out, I guess, and see, and see how it happens, but definitely not expecting him to win. Uh, to win any big turn the masters you don't think he's yeah. going to masters this year no, I'll, I'll, I'll put some money on that you know i'm not going to be uh, some of those fanboys like Riggs and saying oh yeah you said he wasn't going to do it before he'll do it again yeah. like sorry no i mean i hope he does it'll be great to watch and he's more interesting when he's you know uh, walking around when he, when he, if he's in a wheelchair he's more interesting than uh Max Homa and uh, who's the guy? That's that why I say you always root for a guy. I didn't mean you specifically. I just mean like when Tiger's in it, I, it's just a different feeling. I don't know. Maybe because I'm a homer for Brady. Like I always think Brady's, I want the Brady comeback every time. I feel like other people want the comebacks. They want that stuff. Tiger's in that mix. But who I used to say I don't necessarily root for him to win, but I root for him to be involved on Sunday. Yeah. If he's involved, yeah. like at the Masters, if he's in one of the three or four last groups and he's in within five shots. It changes everything, and the TV ratings reflect it. If he's playing, they're much higher, and it's not because he's whatever, black or Asian or whatever. It's just because he's a fascinating character, a a, a not not a perfect guy to be sure, not like Tom Brady, but a a a flawed man and a and a in some ways a a, a crazy man that that can put all that aside and block that out and and focus on golf, which is. By the way, that's the hardest thing to do mentally. Golf's the hardest game mentally, mm. period. I mean, the, the physically, obviously not even close to whatever, football, base, basketball, hockey, mentally. And if you're that guy everyone's watching, you got nowhere to hide. You got no teammates. You don't have any face mask covering your eyes. If you're scared, they can see it in your eyes. They can see the scared eyes. They can see the fear when you're stepping over a putt in the Masters on a Sunday they know if you can handle this pressure, the whole world can see it and no one handles it better than tiger. That's one thing his parents did. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're rotten people, but man, they installed instilled some mental toughness 
into their and just some just real cold, hard, steely. Yeah, it's almost um, you almost got to be a sociopath to be yes. able to be disconnected from the feelings in all of that uh, anxiety that you would have because not only mentally but mentally, and then you have to have every part of your body. Uh, execute perfectly, flawlessly, right? You know, in front of every everybody. The amount you of said it, Chaddock, you said it, not me. Tiger's a sociopath, and <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. On the course, when when you know he's within striking distance, there's a certain sociopath that comes out and just crushes the life. He didn't. I used to say it about Larry Bird. Larry Bird didn't play to win he played to see you lose to beat hmm. you he reveled in your misery that's what got the larry bird excited to just hit a shot in your face and see the disappointment in your eyes tiger was the same way he didn't play just to win he played to to take your soul and crush it <laughs> you've, seen, you've, you've had some access over the years jerry what's the have you seen tiger up close and personal because i've seen him swing a golf club up close and personal it was one of the most crazy insane things i've ever i've ever witnessed you could feel it you know is there anything that kind of i went to franklin park the public course in boston um when he was i want to say 16 and did a story on him he was a kid obviously just a skinny kid but he was a you know phenom a prodigy and did a clinic for the kids at franklin park and he had like what looked like a hula hoops out there in the, and you know, 75 yards, 100 yards, 120. And he was giving a clinic to the kids and, you know, the adults who were there, like me, some media people. And he was just dropping wedges, right? You know, he'd, he'd hit him just where he said he was going to hit him. And he put on display. And it wasn't so much this powerful swing because he became the, the longest hitter, which he's not anymore, not even close. There's a whole bunch of long hitters. Uh, but he was just hitting these great iron shots, these great wedges, and talking about it with the kids. And, I mean, I had no idea we were going to see this guy grow up to be the greatest ever, as well as a complete lunatic, chasing hookers and strippers and waitresses and, you know, popping pills and <laughs> living living hard and living fast. But it was quite a display, and his father was there, and you didn't realize at the time that his father was just a hard-driving, you know, <laughs> force behind the sun but uh that's when then i saw him later at the um whatever it's called whatever it was called the deutsche bank at uh in, yeah in awesome yep and, uh, i think i get to ask him a couple questions at a press conference but never really had him on the show but i've watched everything he's done and it's and there's no one there's no character who's been more compelling up down and in between them again brady's been perfect he's been imperfect He's been he's been Jordan mm. over 25 years, just a yep. longer run, and it's not going to end yet. If he plays in the Senior Tour or the Champions Tour, that'll get ratings like it never got before. Everyone will be watching, especially if he's involved in like Mickelson's involved and Tiger and some kind of tournament. It won't matter. There's a bunch of old guys in wheel in in carts wheelchairs. <laughs> um, it'll be it'll have more viewers, more interest than any Senior Tournament ever, but. Hopefully he'll get some. Uh, he'll play in some real tournaments before that when he's forty-seven or forty-eight. But uh, we're gonna move on to a couple more things because I can't handle any more golf expertise from Shattuck. It's really making me feel inadequate. I mean, he's he's like it's like sitting here with, uh, you know, uh, would be the greatest golf expert of all time. 
Jack Nicholas could give you some good insight into yeah. the golf world, you know? No, I'm thinking Julius more like, Boris. I'm thinking more like John Daly type more than with with uh, with Shattuck. Um the only guy who grew up in Winchester and didn't play golf. Poor side, Jerry, near the hospital. We didn't have golf over there. Uh, right, you were over there. Isn't there's some great isn't there some great John Daly quote about Tiger? didn't Tiger go up to him and say, like, if I had your skill or something like that? Do you remember that? I'll look it up. Probably. Everyone loves Daly too. And yeah. Daly's you know, Daly's legendary for, you know, having a good time. But uh and uh, he he'll he might beat John Johnny Damon to, you know, the the next life. If you want to have a pool, I'd be torn. Which guy's gonna uh die broke and die young? I would say Daly is right there neck and neck with the with Johnny Damon and and others. I mean, let's be honest. There's plenty of guys, plenty of uh, plenty of NFL guys. You know what? I'm gonna take Vincent Jack. Oh no, wait, that's uh, too late for Vincent Jackson. But uh, you want to do it? You take. I'll take Johnny Damon. You, you guys make a pick. The pro athlete who will die broke before uh, before he should. Ooh, good, good. That's a great question. Maybe Antonio Brown. Maybe uh, trying to think of some other ones. Yeah, someone with with guns and, and lives dangerously and drugs and driving and uh, driving fast and. Uh, there's a lot of them out there, but um, well, and well, a big gambler would be the one, right? These guys would be day trading, etc. Think I'm gonna get murdered? I'm talking about no. guys who just. Oh, do... I see. You said go broke, die broke, die young, both. Okay, you know, stupid and and and. So Damon's like... got a wife who likes the life, and I think that she will rescue him from from that. <laughs> I think Damon, he survives. He lasts. Uh, John Daly. I mean, he. How old is he? He is almost dead. Yeah. Well, he looked good last night. I mean, as he looks like Santa, but he looks okay. Yeah. He's he's legendary. You know, he's legend. He drinks like when he plays. He's got a cart now, which helps. He eats some M and M's the whole time he plays. He eats like bags and. Is that because he stopped drinking? A lot of people smoke cigarettes, drinks diet coke, and then when he's done, he drinks harder stuff and. uh, like he said last night, he says, "I just play for the fun. I'm not like Tiger. I just." Did you ever like- hang out and drink with any of these guys that you covered, like um, Greenwell or uh, Boggs or anybody? Uh, I mean, I've been in bars with Boggs and watched him go, and it's legendary. I've seen him in action. He's a beer drinker, right? He's a beer drinker, and he generally puts down, you know, twenty-five to thirty a night. It's amazing <laughs> he's not, you know, four hundred pounds. But I, I saw him one night. Um, stumbling, falling off his bar stool, and it was late, and it was in Anaheim. And the next day, because I'm on East Coast time, I get to the ballpark early because I have to write. Yeah. And I get, I'm up in the press box, and I look down. There's one person for extra BP. It's hot, and it's Wade Boggs. And I couldn't believe it. I didn't think he would even get out of bed. I thought he'd be like, you know, take a day off and with the flu or food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. But he could go all night. And hit all day, and he—I don't think he slept. I don't think it, he ate. I just think he—he he drank and he hit. He was—that's <laughs> incredible. I—I I put the "Don't trade Wade for getting laid" bumper sticker on my mother's car. <laughs> Didn't go over well, but yeah, people like Ray yeah. Flynn used to—you used to go all night as well, and they'd cover him like uh, Battenfeld and Joe Shaka would be covering him and trying to hang with him, and he'd be out till three and jogging at five and. Fresh as a daisy. Yeah, this, like, this, uh, this, it's like our friend Sap, you know, just legends right. like you see. You see a lot of that among these athletes because they're such type A's. I got to, I got to drink with Larry Bird one night, and he mm. picked up the check, and I watched him tip big. I couldn't believe it. Nice. I was very happy. 
at the old Commonwealth Brewery. I got to hang out with, with Dave Cowens, another legend. And he was a big spokesman for Miller Lite. That was his, you know, at this point, it was probably his biggest paycheck was uh, you know, working for Miller Lite. So he started yelling at everyone in the bar to, to order Miller Lite instead of Bud Light. <laughs> and if they didn't, if they would, he would buy it. He said, if you if you drink Miller Lite instead of Bud Light, I'll pay. And he, people started ordering Miller Lites, and he picked up the check. That's he was great. A blast to hang out with Dave Collins. He, he was like John Daly, man. He no pretense, loved life, had a good time. But all right. We went too long on this. I, I want to get just your couple of thoughts after I tell you about Shea Concrete and what they can do for you. They could build you a retaining wall. That's what Shea can do. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've seen them. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. A couple things, Shattuck. I know you've been all over this, but... uh, what do you predict? I don't think I'm going to talk to you again from one Donald J. Trump on Sunday. Now, I know you're not going to get to see about it and read about it on Twitter. That'll all be banned. We will not be allowed to see anything from Twitter. By the way, Tiger, Trump has to wish Tiger well. He has to, like, call in the Newsmax, or he has to have his son, Donald Jr., do a tweet and say, this is what my father said. It's so ridiculous that Donald Trump can't wish Tiger well on Twitter because these tyrants, these Jack Dorseys, control the, the lines of communication, and they decided, no, we're not going to let him speak because we hate him. It's, it's insane, and some liberals are speaking out, but not nearly enough. It's, it, it has to end. They have to just let him tweet, and if you want to put a stupid warning on it, go ahead. But the guy should be able to wish Tiger well on Twitter like everyone else in the world did. But does he go scorched earth on Sunday? Absolutely. He goes, election was stolen. Um, he'll, he'll call out the people in Georgia by name. He's going to go after Mitch McConnell and anybody else he feels stabbed him in the back. He's going to go, rightfully, he's going he's gonna to wrap it up with Biden killing jobs, energy jobs, right. with John Kerry being a clown. So, I mean, this is still the most popular guy in the Republican Party. And, um, yeah, I think that he's going to be unhinged. The audience is going to be having a good time. They will egg him on, and he will be as fiery as we've ever See, seen. I, I agree that he will go scorched earth because that's what they demand. This is a CPAC audience. This is a event that doesn't invite Mitch, Mitt Romney. They're not, he's not allowed. That that didn't invite Mike Pence this time. Although I don't think they hate Mike Pence. They just don't want, you know, they don't want anyone who's not committed to the to the cause. And if Trump gives them what they want, and I don't want stolen election stuff because. I think it's distracting. I do want him to point out what a disaster the first uh, six weeks of this Biden administration. I do want him to point out how many jobs Biden's killed 
and, and talk about the Keystone pipeline and talk about the border and the kids in cages and, and do it in his way. Be funny, you know, be acerbic, you know, have, I mean, these people be eaten out of his hands. They'll be laughing at everything he says, but if he focuses on stolen election and, and you know, voter fraud and, and uh, the legislators not changing the law, the judge changing the law and the polls staying open too late in Milwaukee, that becomes a distraction. I don't think, you know, he's going to win that. He's right in many ways. And you've heard Rand Paul talk about it. There's many arguments to be made, but I think he has to focus on the, the bumbler in chief we have in the white house now and the utter, uh, uh, mistake the America's made in his opinion by doing this because a, you know, first of all, jobs, 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 you know, costing jobs, hurting the economy, keeping schools closed and, you know, and, and putting kids in cages. There's a good, um, the good number of winning issues he can focus on without hammering away at the stolen elections anymore. The kids in cages thing could be the entire speech. It is remarkable. It says all you need to know about the media, certainly about how two-faced this administration is. And they've been telling people, they've been signaling now south of the border to Central America, come on, come on in. And they say, you know what, we're no longer going to use the Trump policy of adjudicating your right to be here while you stay in Mexico. Now come on in and we'll do it while you're here. Well, this is what's happening now. So, un, uh, you know... These kids are being sent up here, and they're being put in solitary. The Trump kids in cages were together, but now these kids are in solitary confinement. And Jen Psaki said, would you have them, Peter Ducey, would you have them be uh, put together in the time of COVID? Uh, Basically, babies in cages is a human rights abuse being committed by the United States government. So how is this any different than that? We very much feel that way. Uh, and so the, these are facilities. Let me be, let me be clear here. One, there's a pandemic going on. I'm sure you're not suggesting that we have children right next to each other uh, in ways that are not COVID safe, are you? Yeah, that's wow. the new excuse. The new excuse. It's COVID time. As if as if they would be doing anything differently without COVID. And by the way, there was COVID when Trump did it six months ago. Um, and and here's the best part: is you have the picture, Shattuck. And you get those little those little prisons they put them mm-hmm. in little tiny and there are bars on the walls. Yes, bars, I mean bars on the windows, bars. So they you have the pictures, and some people, uh, Democrats, are honest enough to admit it. Like AOC, who is admitted, and she's not happy that that Biden is putting kids in cages. Now we know there's really no choice. That's why Obama did it. That's why Trump did it. There are all these unaccompanied children being brought over either by themselves or with coyotes or with people that aren't their parents. They have no choice, but it didn't matter. Trump was Hitler. These were concentration camps. According to Kamala Harris, these were concentration camps on the border and they were cruel and inhumane. Um, Someone as a a AOC, I give her again, she's a dummy, but she's honest enough to admit it's the same thing. You have liars like Kamala Harris who won't admit it. Jen Psaki won't admit it. You're right. If Trump emphasizes that, he can't lose. The the crowd will love it. The the the, the media can't really uh, uh, refute it because they know he's telling the truth and, and Biden's lying. And and by the way, it wouldn't hurt him to point out that he's got all his faculties still and Biden does not. I mean, do we have the latest gaff? I told you this like nine months ago. Cullinane, your job was daily to get us a, a, a cut, a clip of Biden. We got plenty of them. 
incoherent Biden. He d- consider this Shattuck. He doesn't do any press conferences, right? None, zero. Doesn't take questions. Doesn't do any sit downs with anyone, like any hostile media person or even neutral media person. Doesn't make any public appearances that aren't one hundred percent scripted. He makes literally like twenty second pronouncements, and they're all written on the teleprompter. He can't speak off the cuff for ten seconds. That's how bad he is at this. Yesterday he's making a speech about Canada, right? Was it was it about uh, was something about the Canadian, some Canadian who's being held in China? It's total. Every word is written on the screen in front of him, and he can't even handle that. Let's listen to the latest gaffe from uh, our, our commander-in-chief. Let me reiterate our support for the release of the detained Chinese, so, so the detained in China, two Canadians, Michael Spavar and Michael Covering. Covering, excuse me. Human beings are not bartering chips. That is, that, is, that is unbelievable. He's one month into a four-year term. I'm not you're sure where this. That, as I've said many times, I'm pretty well aware of this affliction, does not get better. You don't no. get better. Why would you ever even speak in public? Why wouldn't you just record everything and, and put it well, up? It's, it's interesting because he was a little more lucid last week when he was defending Chinese on uh, human rights issues. Oh, right. Uh, norms. They have different norms. That's right. And by the way, those are uh, humane facilities at the border that the kids are locked into with the key on the outside and the bars, <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, humane they, facilities. They painted butterflies on the wall. That's in rainbows. They put the. It's, it's like a like a kindergarten class. They painted things on the wall so they're humane. <laughs> you know, they still have bars and they still can't go anywhere. But uh, when you gently slide the slide the tray underneath the door, <laughs> Jerry, you know it's a different message than doing it uh, abruptly or harshly. R- right. You know what they do? They put the straw in the sippy cup for them. <laughs> Trump didn't do that. The kids had to do it themselves. He was much worse. But. Here's what we're going to do every day. We'll have one of these gaffes, unless Trump, unless Biden calls a lid at 8 a.m. like he did the other day. But as I say, he hasn't even gotten to the hard part. He's going to have to do a State of the Union. He's going to have to do a trip to the to the Far East, to Africa or somewhere, do a trip and, and meet people and and make speeches and appear in public and 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 talk to people, you know, spontaneously. It's going to be an absolute disaster. And I look forward to it because... Well, the reporters asked Saki two days ago, when is he coming out here to talk to us? Because oh, both Obama and Trump had, had done a face-to-face presser. Everyone had. Bush right. had. You know, Clinton had. They all had. Right. And she said, it's coming. And he said, will it come this week, next week? She said, no, she said, nope. no. But it's coming. <laughs> yeah, nope. and that's the problem is that he's also... You know, we were always told that it's unique to Trump. Biden now, when he has spoken off the cuff like during these uh, photo shoots or whatever, um, he's been uh, contradicting Saki. So he's contradicted her on the coronavirus and on right. teachers and on the things she said in order to save himself in these uh, in these uh, press avails. So now it's the same thing that people used to blame Trump for. There's so much chaos going on there in that White House that the press shop has to, you know, uh, clean up after the president. Yeah, this is already happening with Biden. You know, and he's not, he does not, certainly doesn't have the skills. Some days are better than others for him, but this administration is a freaking mess. It is a total mess. 
I mean, there's some etiquette and protocol convention that they're better at because they're Washington insiders. And, you know, you have you have people who have been there doing the events for years rather than Omarosa, you know, deciding who's going to do certain events and things. <laughs> but on policy and the way they've come out of the gate has been crazy. And the fact that the, the CDC is now run by the teachers union right. is terrible. It is a terrible look. In this guy Fauci is a madman. He is right. a psychotic. I think I think most people have lost their faith in the guy. The guy when he said, even if you get both vaccines, you cannot hug your grandchildren. I think right there, people bailed because a, it's there's no reason for that. There's no science for it. B, it's the ultimate disincentive. Like don't bother getting for everybody. Don't bother getting. If you're on the fence, forget the vaccine because your life won't change anyway. So why should you wait in line and get a vac, get jabbed and take I mean, he has lost his way and, and he's just so drunk with power that he can't yes. can't bring himself to say, Yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel, everything's gonna be okay, go hug your grandchildren. He doesn't ever wanna give an inch. And, no, Jerry, uh, it's it's don't kill the job. Don't kill the job. He's got the greatest job in the world, the highest paid person in federal government, and he's getting million dollar prizes from these these you know, places in the Middle East, it just, it's not going to end until we say it's going to end. That's what's going to happen. There's a great story out of, I think it's in LA where a lawyer representing a bunch of restaurants and he's announcing they're all going to open at the same time. And obviously Gavin Newsom will try to bring in the, you know, the, the bring in the Stasi, the secret police and crush them all, but they're going to try to do it all together because they have no choice. They, they, they don't want to, you know, go broke. They don't want to die. They're going to open up and say, you know, come get us. Try to get us all. We'll see. And we had last month, Jerry, or was it this month? The Super Bowl. It was earlier this month. So it was three weeks ago, whatever. You had CNN calling the police on people <laughs> in Tampa Bay for being inside of bars for a super spreader event. And guess what? Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Two and a half weeks later, we got nothing. There was no spike. They were wrong. They were lying. They were peddling fear. Yep. The panic porn and, uh, and the spikes also didn't correspond. More people are up to that, the spikes so. also didn't uh, correlate with um, with Thanksgiving and Christmas because right. all these spikes happened around the globe. You know, in some place, I don't know what the Christmas celebration is like in Tehran, but I think it's a lot less. <laughs> they don't have a big Christmas celebration in Tehran, but um, what Trump will do will settle some scores. Mitch McConnell, he'll talk about uh, the the you know the Lynn Cheneys, the people who turned on him mm -hmm. uh and he'll talk about biden and the disaster that has been the biden administration for whatever five or six weeks hopefully focuses on that he won't announce whether he's running again but he will point out that he'll be campaigning against some certain people which is true i hope he I hope he can stay focused because he's got a lot of things to talk about he's got a great audience that will just eat out of his hands it will be great entertainment It'll be, you know, better than any, you know, sporting event now that the Super Bowl is over. And I look forward to it. Uh, we will see. We will talk about it on Monday. What time is the thing Sunday night, Sunday? Do we know what time he speaks? Is it prime time? I think so. Is it late afternoon? Good. I will find out. Yeah, I assume it's prime time. But what do you got to watch it online? Because they don't telecast. They don't put it on like TV, do they? Sure, they do. I think yeah. they do. And Fox OAN News will, will carry it. In this yeah, right, right, right. OAN and Fox News and Newsmax, unless they get kicked off the platform. Right. By the, and we get Congress people demanding cable companies kick Fox News off. But uh, anyway, we will recap it when it happens, and uh, we look forward to it. Uh, I'd Shattuck, the host of the Burn Barrel podcast, editor of Lowell Sun. 
golf expert, Tom Shattuck. Thanks, Tommy. We will talk to you again next week. Thanks, guys. After CPAC. And thanks to uh, Shake Concrete and Allen Paving and DCU and GovX. All right, Colinane, I, uh, I know you got nothing more to add, but uh, we will see how Tiger does. I don't know when we'll hear from Tiger. I think uh, you you actually questioned will we learn more stuff when things happen in L.A. It's just different, don't you think? Like we're yes, I mean, we, right, 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 right. You're right. There are gawkers. There are uh, I mean, uh, first voyeurs. There are voyeurs that want to be part of this. They're going to say, like today, someone said they saw him pulling out of the hotel really fast. He was yep. impatient. So there'll be people at the hotel, people in the neighborhood, saying, but I, I think they're just going to get him for speeding. They're not going to get him for. Uh, for drugs or drinking. And, well, the, first, and, the first tweet of it was TMZ. And once TMZ gets a hold of right. something and they got sources, it's over from there. So we'll, is, we'll find out everything. This is their neighborhood. This is their uh, their beat. So we will see. We will learn more. But uh, we will leave it there. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? You, no one else stops. I don't I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend. Brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that. Because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or rehung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.